Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. This is Kevin Brooker. Welcome to Cruising Through Retirement. You know, there are many frequently asked retirement planning questions that sometimes get overlooked in the process. Incidentally, these questions can have the greatest impact on the trajectory of your retirement. So we've got answers to these questions coming up on today's show. Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. Kevin is an investment advisor representative with more than 30 years experience. He's helped thousands of people cruise through retirement, and he'd be happy to help you too. Stick around for today's adventure on Cruising Through Retirement. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Cruising Through Retirement with Kevin Brooker. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Uh, Kevin, a fiduciary, investment advisor, representative. You will find him at Silverleaf Financial. That's silverleaffinancial.com. Been helping folks for more than 30 years. Hi, Kevin. What's going on? It is another beautiful day in the valley, so we, we are good. Always good to be here, Steve. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's uh, you know, it's hard to believe. Uh, we say it every year, but my gosh, I mean, we're staring Thanksgiving in the face, uh, Christmas not far behind, the new year. Holy cow. Where does oh, it go? Oh, my gosh. You know, it is so true. I, rem- I remember... I remember growing up, right, and and my my mother would tell me, you know, I'd say I can't wait to be older, I can't wait to be eighteen or twenty one or twenty five, right. whatever. Yep. She said, don't don't wish your life away; it's going to go really fast. And 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 sure enough, it goes faster every year. Right. Right. And mom was and right. <laughs> mom was mom was spot on. What well, little did I know how right my parents were when I was a kid. Exactly. About, I wish I knew so that. Yes. <laughs> I think about we, so many different things. Yeah, I think we yeah. all wish that. <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Uh, so, so, you know what, before we jump into the uh, uh, some of the questions that people have about retirement planning, I did want to just mention real quick, uh, you guys might remember the SECURE Act 2.0 that Congress signed a while back. Some of those provisions are already live, but a few more are going to kick in here as we go into 2024. Some of them, I'm not going to mention all of them, but there are a couple that I did want to highlight. Uh, one of them is that now you can make Roth, Roth after-tax contributions to a SEP or a simple IRA. And the big one that I think is nice is that the, your employer can actually match contributions, you know, the 401k match, they can match the contribution to a Roth account. Now, the employee does, of course, have to pay the taxes, but that w- they weren't able to do that before for the employer contribution. Right. So I think, I, th- I think that's pretty cool because, Steve, you know, I'm a big fan of Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks, especially if you're under the age of 40. 
Um, I recommend, I mean, I, I do it myself. I think they can be advantageous for people of all ages, provided you can leave the money in there long enough to benefit, you know, from the tax-free growth, which is a minimum of five years, in my opinion. Uh, you know, so a couple other changes that they did make, though, is that the age for your RMD, that required distribution, jumps up to the age of 73 on January 1st of 24. And so some people, I do have some clients that are 72, and they say, wait a minute, Kev, do I, when do I have to take this thing? And if you turn 72 after the first of this year, then you can wait until next year to take your first distribution. All right. Okay. Um, but you do have to take it in for 2024. All right. Well, that makes sense. And again, a couple other things. What uh, what was another big one? Well, one of, one of them was they they did reduce the penalty. You know, okay. there used to be yep. a, one of the worst penalties that I've seen from the from anybody is regarding the RMD. If you missed it in the past, let's say you're supposed to take out 20 grand for your credit distribution and you miss it. They were going to penalize you $10,000 equal to, in other words, 50% of whatever you were supposed to take. That was the penalty. It was one of the most onerous penalties out there. That has now been reduced to 25%, and it can go even down to 10% if you respond promptly and fill out the proper paperwork. And I'll tell you what, I have had some experience. Unfortunately, I've had a couple clients that, that missed their RMDs from accounts that they did not have with me, just for the record. Um, and so what I did, if you if this happens to you, just sit down or talk to your advisor and have them write a letter in your behalf, which is what I've done for my clients. I read a letter letter on their behalf to the IRS explaining the situation, promising them it'll never happen again, right? And telling them what procedures we've, we've put in place to make sure it doesn't happen again. For instance, setting them, them up to be automatic. Yes. Okay? And, and each time, I've only done it three or four times in my career, but every one of them, uh, the IRS agreed to it and waived the penalties oh, nice. completely. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. And again, now it's officially much lower. And um, to me, one of the big things that jumped out at me was the 529 change. Oh, regarding uh, how they can sh move it back into yeah. an IRA, I think. Right. Move yeah. it into a Roth. Yeah, they can move it into a Roth. It does. There are some other rules you guys need to look into if that situation does apply. For instance, the, the 529 had to be in place for at least 15 years. And... Uh, so, but that is, if if, uh, if you've got that 529 situation and you find that you're not going to use it and you don't want to, you can also give that to somebody else or set it up for, set it up for somebody else. If you don't want to do that, you can, you can actually, uh, there are ways now you can put it into a Roth. So uh, definitely take advantage and make sure you're familiar with these rules or find a good advisor that can help you out and, and navigate through these because these are the types of things that a good advisor can help you save money. Not just, it's not just about building your portfolio or, or showing you, you know, picking a good growth stock or something. These are the things that we help out with in a lot of, in a lot of ways uh, to make sure you don't miss anything, make sure you don't get penalized, make sure you don't pay more tax than you should, things like that. Sure. And, uh, I mean, again, so Secure Act 2.0, and there's a lot of stuff that's happening at the first of the year. There always is. And, and um, we, you were talking about some frequently asked questions, which, I mean, again, I think what we're going to dig into here, Kevin, is really stuff that you probably hear a lot. And uh, let's let's just kind yes. of piece through, go through this and, and see. And I guess this is a big question because I think everybody must ask it. How much do I really need? I mean, I mean, really need. <laughs> oh, that is, that is that is the number one. You know, one uh, that's you, you take make your own list, but that's in the top three or four. Got to be for, for, <laughs> for pretty much everybody, you know. And 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 I, I, I'm in, I'm the same I'm in the same boat. I'm in that retirement red zone. I'm 59 now, and uh, I'm in that red zone, which we call uh, the time you know less than 10 years basically to retirement. Uh, to make sure you've got all your ducks in a row, so to speak, right? Yeah. And 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 it, and it is, you know, retirement planning can can feel, you know, complicated. It can feel overwhelming. 
Uh, a lot of people get a little freaked out or stressed out over it. And guys, it's, not, it's nothing to freak out over. It's just a matter of sitting down with an advisor, figuring out what steps you need to take, and then just checking, checking, them, up, checking them off, you know, check off that list, step one, step two, and so on. And, and, and so to figure out, you know, how much money you're going to need to retire, it is really based on your individual lifestyle. There's no, there's no one answer that's the same for everybody, unless you say, you know what, okay, how about 10 million, right? Yeah, that should be fine for pretty much everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, most everybody. Um, so, you know what, if you want to find that number out, though, what we got to do is we need to sit down. We need to look at your lifestyle, your goals, your objectives. How do you want to spend your retirement? You know, you should always have a, you should have a plan. You want to be, don't just think about retiring and, you know, maybe getting that gold watch or a you know retirement party, but you want to be thinking about your daily life because there's a lot of studies out there that show that when people actually do retire, that a fair percentage of them actually find themselves bored uh, don't know what to do, don't know how to spend, because now all of a sudden you've got all day, uh, you know, maybe with nothing to do. So one, one of the things we suggest is, is take, doing a little trial. You know what, maybe take an extended break from work before you retire and, and just kind of pretend you're retired. How are you going to spend your day? And then, and then the question is, what are you spending money on? All right, because if you want to golf, I know a lot of guys that golf three, four, five times a week, that can be expensive. And we definitely want to include that in your income, in, within the income plan that we're going to put together when you retire. So we're going to look at your assets, your liabilities. Then we're going to look at all the income source, income, you know, the money coming in. And then, of course, the bills, the money going out. And one of the things that, that I want to make sure everybody does is when you get to that point and you retire, we don't want to make it, you know, just barely, right? In other words, you need four grand a month and, and you get, and so you set up four grand a month, all right? Because that's fine for right now. But what happens, you know, next year when inflation comes back and everything, all the prices of everything is going up again? Right. I mean, that's... I think it's important that you have a plan for that, right? To deal, to deal with increased prices. And so one of the things that I'm doing and one, one method that strategy I use, we call it a bucket approach where we set, we designate different assets for different time periods. So maybe you have some accounts that we're going to use for the one to five year period. Maybe there's other accounts that'll be, you know, five to 10 years. Uh, and there can be other accounts, for instance, a lot of, uh, a lot of times I talk to folks about using annuities for income, because the reason an annuity is, in my opinion, something worth consideration for your retirement is because it's one of the only accounts, if not, it's the only account that I'm aware of that will actually keep on paying you, even if it goes to zero. I don't know any bank CD, go ask your banker if they'll do that for you. Right? right? Nobody's going to keep on paying you when the account goes to zero unless you have a contractually guaranteed annuity contract that's set up properly that has a lifetime income you know, feature. And the way that I like to set them up when you're married, I want to set them up, set it up for joint life so that your spouse gets the same amount of money you're getting right now. So as long as either of you, you know, as long as one of you is alive, you're going to keep on getting that same check every month forever. And if you do have longevity in your family, I would strongly suggest take a look at them. See if it might be a right fit for part of your money. Obviously not all of it, but it's something that if you have, you know, a $600,000 portfolio, maybe it makes sense to put in, you know, 200,000 or something into into an, an annuity so that you have additional income down the road. And a lot of times what I'll do is I'll split it. And I'll say maybe we do maybe you split it four ways. 50 grand, right? Four ways. The reason why is because you can then stagger them when you turn on the income. So maybe you start one of them in two or three years, another one a few years later, another one, you know, three, four years after that and so on. So that every few years you can give yourself another, I don't know, 400 bucks in income or something, uh, but it'll give you a bump. 
So you can really set these up however you like, but to me, they're very effective tools to generate that income that you're going to need. Absolutely. And um, so again, so the big question then, well, how much do I need? And then as you were just kind of describing, where does that money come from? Is it from an annuity? Is it from my regular savings? Is it from a brokerage account? And how do we manage all that? You know what? Uh, and this is where this is where it starts to get complicated, right? Because yeah. by the time most people, right? By the time most people get into their 60s, uh, where most people retire, you probably have a lot of different accounts. Um, I, I meet a lot of people that have 401ks from various employers that they've worked at. They could have four or five different 401ks, and a husband and a wife could each have the same thing. So that, that could be eight or ten accounts right there. And and when you start looking at other accounts, it's important that the advisor you work with can see the whole picture, right? that they can look at everything because if they can't, or if they're not aware of something that you own in a different account, uh, you might wind up having duplicate holdings, duplicate you know, overlaps in, in types of securities you know, that you don't really want to have and they, because they weren't aware of it. Maybe there's an over allocation to one area. So it can be difficult. So I think it's important that you, know, you at least show the advisor everything. If you don't have everything with him or her, at least make sure they know about those accounts and the holdings in those accounts. When does Social Security enter the picture? I mean, I know from an age standpoint, I know, but in terms of planning, when when do we discuss that? You know what? It's important that that's something. It's important we talk about that as we're going through the process. Okay. So so as we're as we're going through, because everybody, well, I shouldn't say everybody knows. Let me let me just remind everybody. Uh, of course, most most folks know you can take it as early as sixty two. Um, be aware if you take it at sixty two, you're taking about a twenty. You're getting about twenty five percent less than you would if you waited till your, till your full retirement age. Uh, it's between 25 and 30% less, depending on your exact age. Uh, so then your full retirement is 66 or 67, um, where you get the full amount. And then if you wait even longer, you get, a, you get about an 8% bump every year you wait. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what I like to suggest to people, I like to ask them, what, are, what other accounts do you have that's guaranteed to grow 8%? Any? Now, I the can't think none. of the one. <laughs> no, the answer is none. All right. Now, now, when I talk to people and I say, well, where do you want to withdraw from? The, the, the answer usually is, well, let's draw from the account that's growing the least, right? If it's growing at 1% or 2% instead of 4 or 5%, let's pull it from the, the one that's growing the least, correct? So if you want to, if you apply that same logic, then logic tells you the last one you should turn on is the one that's guaranteed to grow the most, in my view. So in other words, I think it makes sense, if possible, to wait to claim Social Security if you can, in a lot of cases, it makes sense for the higher wage earner, if it's a married couple, for the higher wage earner to wait until 70. Um, that's what I'm planning to do. Uh, we don't always know if we're going to if we're going to be able to execute our plan because sometimes health healthcare issues a lot of times cause an early retirement for people. People get laid off earlier and they don't expect it. So sometimes you might have a retirement earlier than planned. So we want to have some ideas in place so that if it does happen, you know, we can still execute the plan and get you a comfortable retirement. I like the sound of that, folks. If you want to reach out to Kevin, it's silverleaffinancial.com. You can email Kevin right there from the homepage. I'll give you a number as well. It's 800-975-6717. And I like this question as well about a, a pension. If you're lucky enough, fortunate enough to have a pension, and uh, it comes time for retirement and you're given a choice, an annuity or uh, a lump sum. And is there yes. a right or wrong answer there? You know what? There's, I'm going to say there's not a right, there's not a rule of thumb that's a right okay, or good, wrong answer. Good, I like right? to hear that. Because in, in my opinion, I got a you know I'm a numbers guy, so, yeah, so I always want I always want I always want to run the numbers, right? So in other words, 
give me what I would, what I would ask somebody to do is just give me the numbers, the figures, how much would you get in a lump sum? Right. And how much would they pay you as an annuity? Then we've got to look at, are you single or are you married? Right. And then what type of payment are you going to receive? And then I want to compare those payments to what I can get out in the, out in the marketplace. Now I will tell you, sometimes I've ran into these and the pension is guaranteeing a higher amount of income than I could get you out in the marketplace. Other times it's opposite. And I can get you more income, you know, with it, with, you know, by taking the lump sum and then reinvesting it into an annuity that pays you monthly payments. Sometimes, you know, it's about 50, 50, to be honest, it'll get you a higher payment than you would have from the pension plan. Hmm. So you want to, so you really do, cause that's typically a good amount of money. I mean, right, it's, generally, it's pretty much always six figures, right? A lot of times mid six figures or maybe seven figures. So it's a large sum of money. And that could be a big difference guys in the amount of money you're getting. You know, I do like the idea of monthly income, uh, as we talked about before, uh, but you can also set up a, I call it a personal pension plan, where we just, we take a lump sum of money, we find the best annuity out there for what you're trying to do, and then we set it up to get you the payments, um, you know, that'll be there for the rest of your life. But it's really important that you understand that you've got to just sit back and think for a minute. If you go to get a quote on homeowner's insurance or auto insurance, and you call five different companies, are you going to get the same price from all five? Nope. No, right? No way. You're going to get totally different numbers. Even though like with a car, you look for the exact same coverage, you're going to get different numbers. I'm What I like to do is show my clients because I want you to know I don't have any loyalty, okay? I don't have loyalty to any insurance company or carrier. That's not where my loyalty lies. My loyalty is to my clients. And I want you to know that when, when, when I'm looking to solve a task like this, find you the best income, maybe we say, okay, we only want A-rated companies or higher, right? And then we say, you know, we've got 200 grand. We want to start income in two years. I'm 65. My wife is 63. How much is the most income you can get? And I've got computer programs that I run and I'll show you the top 10, top 20. I can show you the top 100 quotes if you want to see them. Um, because what you're going to find is a big, big difference. Big difference. I mean, thousands of dollars a year. I'm not, I'm not, I can't overstate this guys. It's very important that you make sure if you do this, make sure you're working with somebody that's looking across the landscape to make sure they're getting you the best deal for your situation. Of course, 800-975-6717. So we've talked about this many times, Kevin. Uh, we talk about debt going into retirement. Ideally, we want to have as little as possible, or should we really strive to have no debt? You, you know, this does come down to a personal uh, a personal preference. My, my personal preference is no debt at all. Okay. Um, I just, to me, it's a, it's a stress situation. It's less anxiety if you don't have any debt. And, and my belief, maybe somebody will disagree, but my belief is that prices are only going to go higher over time. And so my objective with my clients is to start off with your monthly expenses, your, you know, some people say your monthly nut, making it as small as possible. Because again, it's only going higher over time, right? Right. So I want to start off with, with the lowest expenses possible. Um, and so my preference is to have no debt at all. However, there are, there are a lot of people that have a mortgage well into their 60s. I've, I've met people that have a mortgage in their 70s and 80s. So I don't advise it. Um, but you can make an argument if you've got a low enough interest rate, like if you've got a three or three and a half percent mortgage, you can make the argument that theoretically you could take you, let's, it, rather than paying off, like, I don't know, 200 grand you've got left on the mortgage, you can make an argument that maybe you'd be better off putting that 200,000 in the market. You can make the argument by saying, you know, looking at historical returns of the stock market. All right. But what I want to point out and want to remind everybody is that those returns, when you hear somebody say the stock market's average eight or nine percent, whatever number they throw out, 
that's over a long, long, long period of time. Right. Right. Remember the stock market on average drops 17 or 18% any given year. That's average. That's normal. Okay. We, they call it standard deviation. All right. What that means is that's how much it'll fall from its high on a normal year. So, so when I say avoid stress or anxiety, what I'm saying, what, I, what I'm saying or inferring is that some people, a lot of people, I think, if they're retired or close to retirement and they've got a lot of money in the stock market, if they see an 18% drop, that can cause a lot of anxiety. Oh, that right? would be that would be panic for some. Yeah, and and so I've ran. I've been doing this for 33 years. I've been through the markets ups and downs. I've had conversations with people when when they have a stock, it's losing a lot of money, or a mutual fund, or whatever it is. It's not it's not a pleasant conversation, and 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 you we want to reassure the person that over time it's likely it'll come back. But the question, guys, is do you have the time? Right? If you're 65. And it takes 10 years for it to come back. What quality of life are you going to have over those next 10 years? Not In really words, what you it, want. <laughs> right. No. Right. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe you're trying to, maybe you're doing the old thing where, where, you know, the rule of 4% says if you've got a stock and a bond portfolio that, um, and this research was done over 30 years ago. All right. So take that with a grain of salt. But the rule of thumb states that if you withdraw 4% from a moderate portfolio, meaning a split between stocks and bonds, um, that you should quote, should have. Uh, a really, really good chance of it never running out. All right. Now, now that's not a guarantee, right? There's right. no guarantee there. All right. And what you want, what I encourage people to look at and, and to go back in market history and just rem- remember, connect the dots a little bit. Think about 2000. I always, I always use the example of somebody and I say, you know what, if you retired in 1991 or 1992 and you left all your money in the market, you did fantastic. You did extremely well. You had another, you had another eight or nine years where the market kept on doing really, really well. But how about if you retired in 1999 and you left all your money in the stock market? The next year in 2000, it crashed. It went down lower in 2001 and even lower in 2002 to the point that you lost half of your money and you're just starting off your retirement. Now you're three years into retirement. You've lost half your portfolio. So I can't imagine the stress that would cause. Now, maybe if your portfolio is big enough that you could, you know, if you got a $5 million portfolio and you still have two and a half million, you'd probably be okay, right? But if you had 600,000 and now you've got 300,000, that's a totally different story. All right. So, so be very careful with regard to money that you have in the market. Um, make sure you th- think back a little bit. You know, if you bought Microsoft in 2000, it took you 13 or 14 years just to get back to break even. Wow. Right? If you bought the NASDAQ index it, 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 in, two, in early 2000, same story. It took you over a decade, uh, more like 12 years, just to get back to making money. All right. So that's what we call the sequence risk. That means what's going to happen in those first several years after you retire, the performance of the market, if everything you have is in the market, it is critical to, to understand that there's no guarantee and you are taking a good amount of risk. Now, if you, if you feel comfortable with it, then so be it. That's fine. That's no problem at all. Um, but I would hate to be in a situation where we're planning for you to read, you know, let's say maybe you're 60 and you want to retire at 65. And now the market crashes and now you got to wait for an indefinite period of time. Maybe you can't retire for another four or five years now. And I, I just, as I'm getting close to retirement, I think that'd be seriously depressing. Oh, it would be. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. I mean, if you've got your time horizon planned out and, and then all of a sudden, you know, all hell breaks loose. What do you, I mean, wow. Yeah, it, that's a total life changer. It's a total life changer. And so, you know what I, you know what I suggest to people all the time, Steve, is that if you're in a position that you've got the wealth that you think you need 
and we sit down and we go through and we say, you know what, you've, you've really got enough wealth to do what you want to do, to live the life you want to live. Then I say, why, why take the chance of the stock market? All right. right. I can, right. I can get you, we can get guaranteed 6% returns right now today. Guaranteed. I can get you a guaranteed 10%, 10 years at 6% guaranteed. So if somebody, you know, so I'll say, you know what, if you've got, if, if, if somebody has, I don't know, 600,000 and you invest that into this 10 year fixed annuity, no fees, no charges, 6% plain vanilla guaranteed. You could take out 36 grand a year, $3,000 a month and not touch the principal. So to me, that's a no brainer. Right. Mm -hmm. If if that's if if that supplement of income, that piece of income, right, or you can let it compound, obviously, right. But to me, if you can reach your goals from guaranteed interest rates, my suggestion is do it, take it, do it. Don't take the risk of the stock market. Take the guarantee and enjoy a comfortable retirement where you don't have to worry about the market crashing. All right. Let's do it. And again, folks, if you're interested, go check out Kevin's website, SilverleafFinancial.com. You've got a bunch of tools on that website as well, don't you? Yeah, you know what? We put up a new book. We put up a new book. A new book. So, okay. Yeah, if you're if you're if you're in, if you're thinking about planning your retirement, go to my website. Check it out. Uh, we, we've got a retirement planning book right there on the homepage. All you do is give me your name and, and a tiny bit of info, and I'll be happy to email it to you. Um, you know, and you can and, and you can at least get a start on uh, planning that retirement if you haven't done so yet. But you know, Steve, we've got a lot of other information. We've got, I've got blogs. I've got articles on everything under the sun with regard to finance. We put up new material every week. Uh, we also keep the last, uh, the last, oh gosh, anywhere from 10 to 15 shows, uh, podcasts that we do every week. I keep them up there as well. So you can go back and listen to them, uh, you know, see if we might be a good fit. See if I know what I'm talking about. Right. And, and, and I, I, that's the reason I keep them there is, is for the record. I want the record to show. I want everybody to know, um, because I'm, pr- I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't have anything to hide. Right. And, uh, and, well, and I again, think I think, I think what we've done over in, in the past, Kevin, we've been doing these shows for a long time. Uh, we've gone, you know, I've gone in and, and highlighted certain pieces to say, yep, you were right. This is what you said then. And look at what happened. Exactly. You I know, appreciate there's that. a lot of uh, there a lot of correlation there. There, there is, you know, you know what? And uh, and I do appreciate that, guys. And please go check it out. Take a look at it. Um, I've also got a, I've got another website, Roll401k.com. You know, also another way you can get uh, get some retirement planning books free of charge. There's no obligation. There's no cost. But take a look at them. And you know what? If you'd like to schedule, I've also got a scheduling tool on there uh, on, on uh, a widget on on the websites that you don't even have to talk to me right away. You can just go on there. You can look at my. You can schedule a 15 minute phone call. Right, just 15 minutes where we can just talk a little bit on the phone to see if you want to you know sit down and take that next step and sit down in person or if you prefer digital, we could do a Zoom call as well. So I'm trying to make it as easy as possible to get the process started. So by all means, please check it out, silverleaffinancial.com. So Kevin, one of the things, once we get into retirement and we've got this plan in place and, you know, things are, are humming along, do we still invest? Do we still have money in the market? You know, I think it's a good idea that you do. Um, I, I do recommend it. I've got clients, I've got some clients in their 80s and 90s that still that have significant money in the stock, in stocks okay. and bonds and bonds. Um, so I do, I do think it makes sense, but obviously the first thing we want to do is get that income taken care of. We want to make sure I'm not an advocate of relying on the stock market for income. There's plenty of people that do it and it works out perfectly fine. It's the risk aspect I don't like. So what I prefer to do, I want to get that income set up. So maybe we take part of your portfolio, we figure out how much income you need. Right. And, uh, you know, if you guys, 
if you guys go back, I, I mentioned a few times to people, there's a commercial that used to run all the time. It was like, what's my number? Right. I and remember it. Little, car- little cartoon characters bouncing around with numbers over their head. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And this was from a company that that time they were called ING. Oh, um, yeah. now, they're, now they're called Voya. Um, and same company. But anyway, what they're talking about when they say, what's your number? What they're asking is, what is the amount of supplemental income that you need over and above Social Security or over and above your pension? to get you, uh, you know, so that you can live the lifestyle you want, right? So maybe your pension is, I don't know, 2,500 bucks and you need 5,000 a month or something. Uh, and so we need to find out how to come up with that other $2,500. And I like, as I mentioned, I like to use income annuities. We could also use plain fixed annuities. Like I mentioned, we can get over 6% now guaranteed. Um, we could do it that way. We can buy bonds. You know, short-term bonds are, are paying a nice interest rate, but you do have reinvestment risk in other words, if you buy a two-year treasury now, you know you're getting, you know, what, 5% roughly, but you don't know what you're going to get when that thing matures. So in other words, two years from now, the reinvestment risk is that that rate will be much lower. So that's why I'm recommending to my clients, consider taking going for longer duration, okay? Maybe go five years or seven years, maybe go 10. I'm personally thinking about the 10-year one, honestly, um, because if you think interest rates are going to come back down, why wouldn't you want to lock in today's rates for a longer period of time? Right. Right? Now, Makes perfect sense. Up, right? If, if that's your perspective. If, however, you think rates are going to keep going higher, you know, then, may, then maybe doing something for two or three years makes sense so that you can reinvest it in your mind thinking rates will be higher in three years. Um, I, it's, I think it's impossible to know, you know, and, but there's a lot of people. I think the other thing that folks, just to mention, uh, and, and, and going back, and, and my point is, once you've got the income in place and you've got all your bills covered, you've got the cash flow coming in that you need, then if you're comfortable with the stock market and you feel like you want to try for more growth, then 6%, okay? There's no sense in investing in the stock market if you're not making, in my opinion, quite a bit more than 6% because we can get 6% guaranteed, all right? So I think if you're not making looking for 10% or more, I, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to be in stocks when I can get you a 6% guarantee, all right? Right. So, so to me- that's where we need to figure out. That's why I say if you've got the wealth that you're comfortable with, then I, and, and you and you're comfortable with fixed rates, just go with the fixed rates. It's take get out get a, get away from any possible brain damage. All right, you don't have to overthink it. If you can live on the interest and you can and you're satisfied, you can hit your goals with guaranteed interest rates. Then I say you don't need to take the chance of stocks. If, however, you you want a long-term inflation hedge. You've got some money. Maybe you want to leave it. I don't know. Maybe you want to leave something to your kids or grandkids, or maybe you want to buy, I don't know, Disney stock and you want to pass it on to them. You know, there's a number of scenarios like that. Um, But the first thing I want to make sure of is that you're covered in the income needs and the cash flow needs that you have. And anything over and above that, there's a lot of different things we can talk about, including stocks. All right. I like it. I like it all. And uh, let's just kind of sum it up here. We haven't talked about the market this week. It's been, um, well, it's been a roller coaster, but it's. what what do you make of it? Anything? Is there anything to read into this? <laughs> you know what? It just just that the market is always crazy is my yeah. is my you know okay. it's it, it it's uh you know it 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 reacts it overreacts in both directions. Okay, it's, it's kinda, I like it, that. It, it, you know, it's kind of like a, a what what do we call it? Bipolar. The market is bipolar. bipolar. That's what it is. Yes, the market is and bipolar, some, and sometimes it gets manic. <laughs> it, it definitely does, right? Yeah, and if you can you can go back. We can go back. What twenty. Probably more than 25 years to when Green, I think it was Greenspan, said uh, ir, coined the irrational exuberance phrase. Yes, that was that was back in the 90s. I think that was like 97, maybe 98. 
well, the market kept on being irrational for another two, three years after that. Right. And and so it, it it's like a it's like a pendulum, right? It swings too far in both directions. And you can't tell always exactly how far it's going to swing, right? And so going back to the question, Steve, the market from a technical standpoint is looking much better. Uh, in the past few shows, I had mentioned how it seemed to be trading between like 4,000 uh, or 4,100 and 4,400 or so. Well, it broke above that resistance of 4,400. We went over 4,500, which from a trading standpoint, a technical standpoint is very favorable. Um, the breadth is looking a lot better. A lot of stocks are hitting new, hit new 52-week highs. Um, you know, So those are all favorable signs. There's a lot of people believe that you should buy high because it's going to go higher. All right. So uh, I believe if you're a long term investor, stick with the market. Keep on putting that money in every couple of weeks or every month, whenever you get paid and stick with your plan. I do also advocate bonds at this point. I think at least a 40 percent allocation. If you're a moderate or conservative investor, at least 40 percent in bonds to me makes sense now that we're getting north of 5 percent on them. All right. Well, that makes sense. Well, and uh, Kevin, here we are. Uh, the, it's uh, Thanksgiving almost. And so uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and, and all of your friends, family. Oh, thank you, Steve, very much. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I hope you guys have a, a, a wonderful you know, Thanksgiving holiday and uh, enjoy those leftovers. And, uh, and then we get to look forward to the Christmas holidays, right? Coming right around the corner. provided this for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment tax or legal advice. The covered material has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. There are risks associated with every type of investment vehicle. Please read the prospectus and risk disclosures thoroughly before investing. Insurance guarantees are subject to the insurance company's ability to pay. Neither Silverleaf Financial, Kevin Brooker, hosts, and guests are responsible for the usage of information discussed. Security and investment services offered through Silverleaf Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Please consult with an experienced advisor before making any investment decisions. Volatility in the market is a fact. What isn't so clear is what the ups and downs of the market can do to your retirement portfolio. For answers, call Kevin Brooker at 800-975-6717. Kevin is founder and CEO of Silverleaf Financial, and he's been helping people cut through the noise to create a retirement and income plan that can take you all the way through retirement. Call now for your free financial consultation, 800-975-6717. Today's market volatility can really take a toll on your portfolio. But what if you could lock in your gains and still be in a position to participate in the gains without suffering losses if the market plunges again? That's what Kevin Brooker at Silverleaf Financial can help you achieve. Your no-cost analysis includes a portfolio x-ray showing any hidden fees in your current plan. He'll show you how by claiming Social Security at the right time can make a huge difference in your retirement income. Call Kevin Brooker today, 800-975-6717. Do it today. 